If there's one thing we've learned about business and life, it's that people are the X Factor. They constantly surprise us, both in amazing ways and not so much. We're Ben and Sia, and welcome to the Gnaw on This Business Bites Podcast. This show is all about real-life things we all deal with every day, how they relate to business, and how to make some sense out of our daily chaos. Welcome to the show. And welcome back to another episode of Non This Business Bites. I'm Ben. This is Sia. And you know what? Here's another thing to think about. Marketing and sales. Why can't they play nice? Listen, I've been in this game for 30 35 years. I've worn a sales hat. I've worn a marketing hat. I've dealt with customers at mid-sized companies, large companies, enterprise companies. It amazes me, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, there's this wonderful silo between you know, sales departments and marketing departments. They get finger pointing all the time and they don't play nice together. Now, there are exceptions to this rule. If you work in a company that actually has harmony between sales and marketing, and you actually focus on the customer together, God bless you. Please take what you've learned and spread the word for wherever you are. But this is one of my pet peeves, is that marketing and sales have a different understanding of what the customer wants, what the customer needs, and how it works. And here's my thought process on this. Marketing, sales, work together. Salespeople, go to the marketing meetings. Marketing people, go out on, on, on drives with your salespeople. Go to trade shows together. Listen to the customer. And listen, actually, forget about what the data is telling us. Forget what you're you're pulling in from analytics. Guess what? That's a fact checker. But you need to actually talk to human beings and actually sit there and say, okay, what is their fears? What is their wants? What is their desires? What is keeping them up at night? What are the problems that they need solved? And now let's sit there and build a communication package that's going to allow you guys to do this together because sales needs marketing, marketing needs sales. One is not more important than the other. You need to work together and your focus is not on budgets. It's not on turf wars. It's not on any of this kind of stuff. It's on making sure the customer is loyal to you. They trust you and they want to buy from you and not your competition. So Sia, take it away. <laughs> okay. There's multiple things here that is like I can uh, take apart, if you will. So I am a sales career professional. So full disclosure, I am on team sales. However, my current iteration of my entrepreneur life, I am team marketing. Right. So I'm kind of laughing because I'm like, hey, I'm both sides now. But here's where I think sales and marketing there's going to be different types of conversation, okay? Because there is corporate marketing and there's field marketing and then there's sales, right? And there's product marketing. So there's three different types of marketing. So And there's brand. And there's brand. So, I mean, there's definitely different ways that each of them have their own challenges in working with the nebulous sales vortex, right? Uh, the ultimate thing is this. As a salesperson, for me, my point of contention with marketing all the five different pillars that we just mentioned is 
can I repeat your message in a way that is articulate and efficient enough and doesn't sound hokey to my client? Does it answer a value that they will perceive as something that they are interested in engaging in the conversation? Right. And the problem is, is you've got different marketing departments who have different priorities and their messaging is going to be catered to what their priorities are. And at a salespeople, it's almost like, like a schizophrenic messaging. It's like all these voices in our head are trying to tell us, say this, say this, say that, say, you know, and, and by the way, and it's like, you know, again, salespeople tend to be not saying always, but they tend to be a little bit more on the flightier side of like, you know, they, they're extroverts in general. I don't get me wrong. There's tons of great introverted sales reps. Don't get me True. wrong. Absolutely. But, but they tend to be the ones that will have to pull messaging together. And if you've got 15 different messages and voices going on in your head at the same time, no wonder salespeople lose the message. No wonder they look not put together. No wonder they say, screw it. I'm just going to make my own message and screw all of your little PowerPoints and screw everything. Right. Or what I used to do when I was in my corporate world sales, I would take the 15 slide decks from each marketing division and then I would pick one slide from each and holy crappers on crackers. I get that the messaging was on point as far as what the message I want to articulate for my client, but the slide deck branding was all wrong. The colors right. are all different. I mean, it was very obvious. I motley crude this thing together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is salespeople don't want to look unpolished. And here we are. And that was a multi-billion dollar business that I was with. And the branding people would go crazy because you you sit there and, and Frankenstein all these power decks together, PowerPoint decks together, and they're going, but but our branding's off, and our you know and the story's not off, and you're and you're not telling the pretty story the way we want it told, you know. So you and you build up the animosity from that side as well. So I get what you're saying on that one. It's painful, my friend. It's painful. It's and again, and here's the other thing. Again, I was in tech sales, so my brain does go back to tech. So I'm trying to broaden it out to other industries, but it also depends on your audience. If I'm talking to the technical team, then I would lean on the product marketing slide deck, right? Because they want to know more about speeds and feeds. And actually they want to know more of the, can you save me time? And can I do less work about it? Right. That's really what they're looking for. But if you were to bring that same slide deck to the CIO or CTO, they'd look at you and be like, I don't even know what language you're speaking. And I don't care. And I don't care. That's not my problem. You're not solving my problem. Right. And that's the problem, I think, with marketing in general is making sure that the slide decks that are available to us are for that appropriate audience. Too much, I think, in technology, they focus on the speeds and feeds and not enough on the business case or to appeal to now with technology, guys, marketing has a very big vested interest in understanding the technologies because now social media and all the integrations in it for you know machine learning ai and all that stuff to better cater the marketing message and all the analytics you got the cmo group now caring as a client it's it's just so much going on i there's, do think there's, you're right. there's a lot of different masters involved there's no yes. question there's a lot of different masters and, and here's another point that you're looking at is that the product marketing group has been working with the product development group for months creating all the, these powerful decks and this, that, and everything, and ignoring the fact that, wait a second here, somebody has to sell it. And then two weeks before launch, the sales department gets this brand new deck and says, okay, here's what we're selling this quarter. You go out and sell it. And the sales reps go, wait a second here. I'm 
12 weeks or 10 weeks away from year end. I'm not selling this. I'm going to sell what I already know. I'm going to sell what I what my, I know my customers already want because I want to make my year-end bonus and I want to go on the trip to Cancun. So you're sitting there going, you know, the, the salespeople have no idea that this new product's coming down the pipe. They have no idea, you know, how to sell it or why to sell it until it's, it's, it's thrown in their lap 14 days before it's supposed to be launched. And therefore, they have no way to prepare their customers to let their customers know that this is coming. They have no way to prepare themselves to make sure that they that they can own the material themselves. And therefore, their attitude is, I'm not selling this. So this stuff comes out and, and it lands flat because you don't have a sales force that's, that's willing to promote it because it's going to because it's going to ruin their their quarter. It's going to ruin their year. So we need to sit there and figure out. How do we make sure that everybody is aligned and everybody's needs are looked after to be able to make sure that when we do create a new launch, when we do create a new product, that everybody's excited about it, not just the end customer, but the people that actually are out there selling it. You just made a mention of something, and I know this is near and dear to your heart, Ben, because I need to ask you this. This sounds like an internal communication problem, a challenge, right? Absolutely. so, so let's talk about this because I too many times have a has a new product launched where they're like, oh, and here's all the slide deck and here's your two hours of training, right? Like we're gonna if do you're a lucky. series of training, yeah. Um, so, how would you recommend? So, if I'm okay, so I'm a, a business and I'm about to launch something, and I'm the the sales staff hadn't been aware of it because they don't want heaven forbid information to leak out of that new product. Right. So you're now basically springing this brand new thing onto your sales force. What is your recommendation then? Like to say, okay, guys, here are the series of steps you want to launch. Let's say, for example, June 6th. How would you kind of do an over like view to say, if you want to go live June 6th, here's what we need to do before? I, I think by January 1st or January 2nd, the sales force needs to know that what's coming. Okay. You know, whether whether it's a new product, whether it's a new thing, and and we need to get sales involved and says, is this going to work with the sales cycle of, of your customers? Like if we launch this thing June 1st, is this going to lay flat? Because guess what? Procurement, you know, procurement and the people that are decision makers are going into summer. Nobody's going to look at this thing until September. Oh, good point. And you need to you need to think about it that way, just because product marketing says, oh, we're going to launch this thing June 1st. Maybe the customer's not, you know, not ready to even think about this thing until September. And if you, if you leak this out to customers and start talking to the customers in February, say, look, this is a new product that's coming out. We're, we're not going to have any real information about this until June. We're not going to launch this thing to June, but here's what's coming down the pipe. And this is this. I can't tell you the details, but it's going to be a new software package, and it's going to be in this vein, and it's going to now able to do this. So please don't make any decision. If you've got any projects working on this, please don't make any decisions until we can have a chance to show you what we're doing because it's going to be ready, and we're going to have it tested and verified it, and be able to have this ready to, to launch on June first. Can we set up a meeting for June third or June fourth so I can sit there and show this to you? Great. 
And the more that you can give sales a heads up of what's coming and just say, here's a little snippet that you can leak to your customer. Here's a little snippet that you can leak to your customer. Here's a little thing. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to be the R and D. It's not going to be the back end code. It's not going to be speeds and feeds. It's going to be, this is the problem that we think that you have. This is how we, we, we think we can solve it. And these are, you know, this is, this is why we've come up with this decision in the first place. You know, this is why we built this thing. The more story we can give the salespeople early on that they can tease their customers with and let their customers know, hey, we're thinking about you and we're working on, we know that you've had this problem, we're working on it, and we're going to have something new to show you on June 1st that you're going to get really excited about. All of a sudden, you got sales aligned with this thing, with product marketing, with, you know, and then you make sure that every single team is ready to go because they know that they're going to want to, the, the customers are going to be chomping at the bit on this at the beginning of June. And I think that that's what we need to do. It needs to have internal communication where everybody understands not only what's happening, but why it's happening, when it's happening, what the benefits are. And the speeds and feeds, guess what? Yeah, that can be trained in the last two weeks, but at least everybody's aligned and ready to go. And the salespeople don't, hey, listen, June 1st, I have this new product launch that I got to push out. No, no, that's good. No, that's that's that was really meaty. And, and sorry, it was probably not an unfair question to ask such a meaty question for this, but I think it's fascinating that um, the bottom line is really is collaborate and communicate. Absolutely. Right? The more you get feedback from each other, the more information and data that you have that's going to be relevant and of interest. You know, you I was and the never... sales team is going to come back and say, "Listen, what about this? Yeah, and have you thought about this? And have you looked at this?" And it could make the product even better before it launches. Yeah. You know, it's something I wasn't ever really privy on. Uh, and I knew the meetings would take place is, you know, they had these things called like uh, customer councils, yeah. client councils, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I'm sure if they're smart, marketing should have been in those meetings. I'm wondering if they really were in those meetings or not, right? To get the feedback from the clients to say like, hey, this was our campaign. Did you know about it? And that's the irony. A lot of times they don't even know about these campaigns. They just know because the salespeople just like approached them and said, hey, you know, Mary, check out this new widget or whatever, right? They didn't know that there was a huge uh, Super Bowl ad campaign about Super Widget, right? Exactly. And I think that's the fascinating part too. Yeah. So I think that's a good place for us to leave this because we need to sit there and align our teams, communicate more effectively, and be able to put ourselves in a position where we can, when we're when it's time to go out to the customer, that everybody's on the same page and everybody is 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 excited to go. So I'm Ben. And I'm see ya. We'll see you soon. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for listening to another episode of not on this business bites if you liked what you heard we most humbly ask that you like share and hit that subscribe button and if you want to communicate more effectively within your organization contact ben at yourbrandmarketing.com or me at brilliantbeammedia.com we can help you build your community brand awareness and personality through digital content and podcasting we cannot wait to hear from you so see you next week for another episode of Not On This, Business Fights.